Hey y'all, welcome to the podcast and welcome to this extra special bonus episode where we have our first national title holder interviewed on the podcast. We are so blessed and honored to have Miss Tiffany Ray, the current Miss United States 2020 with her 14 years of pageant experience, love for mentorship and her future FBI boss lady self. Man, it was so much fun getting to interview this absolutely powerhouse woman. It was super cool. We were actually talking before the podcast even how she had listened to the Powerhouse podcast as part of her prep and has surrounded herself with wonderful mentors that have helped her become the woman that she is today. And I'm just so honored and and blessed that you guys get to hear her specific strategies of why she thinks she won and how she developed herself and started her personal development journey. And I just know that it's going to bless the heck out of you because she has what so many of you guys dream about having one day, which is national title. So with that, we'll get right into it. And here's Tiffany. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this awesome episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I am so honored to have a very special guest with us today, Miss Tiffany Ray, Miss United States, our first national title holder to come on the podcast. She's from California, and today she's going to share a lot of her story, um, how she was in a listener of the Powerhouse Podcast, and honestly, just what she does. She's so incredible. She's an advocate for um, victims of child trafficking. She's a criminal justice major and a total boss lady. So Tiffany, we are so honored to have you here today. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So the first thing that I love to ask a lot of our guests is about their origin story. So whatever you want to tell us, whether it's how you got into pageantry or how long you've been competing or just some other things that people wouldn't necessarily know about you, we'll get into a little bit more of your hobbies later. Um, But I'd love for you just to kind of start off telling everybody who may not know anything about you, if they've been living under a rock, um, a little bit more of that origin story. So we'd love to hear it. Yeah, so I started pageants when I had just turned nine years old, and it was something that I never thought I would do. I was a dancer on a dance team, and I was really, really sporty, and I'm actually the youngest and the only girl of five siblings, so having four older brothers, I don't think pageantry was anything my parents ever saw in my future, but my cousin, she actually competed in local pageants, and we would always go to support her, and something in me just really clicked. And of course I was just so enthralled by the sparkles, the glamor, the pretty stuff, but seeing her experience was really, really motivating. And on my dance team, I actually had a friend whose mom was involved in pageantry. So I started my first pageant, just a little local pageant, and I got first runner up. And what was neat is that they had the whole pageant court. So the runners up would be able to work with the queen throughout the year. Hmm. So I did that as the first princess, that was my title. And it was so much fun and it just kind of became addicting. And I was competitive, really competitive when I was younger. And I was like, I'm going to go back. And I won the next year. And then it just kind of spiraled from there. I got involved with the Miss America organization. I was Miss Teen Earth United States 2014. And I started the United States system as a teen. So I've done my fair share of different systems. And to finally come back as Miss United States and to win, it's it's a big dream that I accomplished. And it still doesn't feel real. But yeah, pageantry has been, gosh, 14 years in the making. And I am so thankful for it because I wouldn't be the person I am today without them and learn all the lessons that I have and formulating a platform and really finding my passion and what I was created to do. So it's 
been the best journey ever. And I'm so thankful for pageantry. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. That is so beautiful. And I'm curious. So you said that you're really competitive and you have four older brothers, which I think is amazing. How can you not be competitive? (laughs) Um, But what do you think about pageants stuck with you? Like, was it the winning? Was it the fact that you're competitive? Was there other, a different element of pageantry that you're like, yeah, I just, like, what made you actually addicted to that? I think it was the self-development portion and really tapping into my gifts. And that's something that I think a lot of people spend their whole life doing is finding their purpose. So pageants really helped me step into that purpose. And as we were talking a little bit before, it's really helped formulate my career and just so many different aspects of my life. And as I got older, I actually got less competitive. (laughs) It was more of like just focusing on myself. And I really enjoyed what pageants did for me. And just all the different lessons that I've learned, you know, I wouldn't even know how to do my makeup and hair if it wasn't for pageants. Like if I didn't do that, I don't know what I would be going around looking like today. (laughs) Like teaching me communication skills and it's just really helped me in every aspect of my life. And I started working full time when I was 18 years old in the banking industry. And then I went to work for my city government. And I think it really helped me push past a lot of different obstacles in my life, being able to communicate so well and connect with people. And like I said, it helped me find my passion. So my platform promoting volunteerism through mentorship, that was the things that I felt like I was really called to do. And I want to keep continuing doing that. But yeah, it was definitely the self-development and self-reflection, learning so many different versions of myself and how to become a better person, identifying my strengths and weaknesses and being okay with fixing those weaknesses and turning them into something that I could benefit from and become a better person. But yeah, pageantry, it's a lot of people think it is just competitive, but it's really not. It's a lot of self-development. So very thankful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. So one of the things that I love about pageantry and that you were saying too, is that pageants provide a sense of community. They provide so many other things than just winning. So I'm curious, and you were talking about too, the weaknesses that you've overcome. I think that one of the worst questions that everyone hates getting in a pageant is what's your weakness, right? Because then girls always just try and turn into a positive. They're like, I'm too hardworking, right? Like they never actually say something that's a weakness. But I think our listeners would love to know, Tiffany, what are some of those things that you directly feel like pageants to help helped you to overcome? You know, we're all awkward teenagers. We all have to go through high school. Like bullying, different things. And I think a lot of times people would not expect a pageant woman to go through, especially someone who's won two national titles like you. So what are some of those things that you would directly thank pageantry to helping you overcome in your life? Yeah. So I would say like the biggest weakness I had to overcome, and it's even something that I deal with on a daily basis that I have to be better about. And that is that self-doubt, you know, that that questioning your confidence. And, you know, there's been times, I'll be completely honest, as Miss United States, I'll think, am I really like qualified to be doing this? It's, it just seems so, so like larger than life. And you kind of always, you know, put yourself down a little bit. And it's something that I have to work at constantly. And pageantry, I think, comes with the stigma that you are perfection in every aspect of your life, you know, and people don't really don't know how hard pageant girls work and how much time and effort it takes. But 
just finding that confidence in myself and turning it into healthy confidence, not letting, you know, losing a pageant direct my entire, entire life, like, oh, and completely let it run my life and tear myself down. I had to turn those experiences and realize that, yes, I am hard on myself, but I can use that to my benefit because it pushes me farther. And I just have to switch my mindset. And I am an Enneagram four. So I really do feel my emotions deeply, but I think when a lot of people hear that about Enneagram fours and how we're so deeply connected to our emotions, it can be a bad thing and it could be a weakness, but it's really something that I think is a gift from God because it makes me more self-aware and it makes me aware of my actions, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, you know, where I'm kind of putting myself down and I need to switch it. But yeah, definitely my mindset was something that was the biggest part of pageant prep that I had to overcome. And that's just who I am as a human. That's, that's who I am as an individual. I'm not perfect, but, and I think I really want to show people that, especially through my aspect of my platform as a mentor, because we all go through things in life. We all we all have hard things we have to get through and obstacles that we need to overcome. And I want to show people that, you know, you have somebody who believes in you. And I apply that to myself in my life because I have had so many mentors as far as, you know, having four older brothers, my two parents, and, you know, I have a huge, huge family and I've had so many pageant coaches and sports coaches that just encouraged me. So without that, I don't think that I would have been able to get through like I did. And I really wanted to make my platform and my service work really deep rooted in that because I think that that's really important. Yeah. So beautiful. Um, I was actually just about to ask you about, you know, kind of how the love for mentorship and volunteerism started. You mentioned a couple of your mentors. I'd love to ask you if, if there are any other ones that stand out or specific people that stand out um, other than the ones that you've mentioned, I'd love for you to share that. And then number two, um, we were kind of talking before the podcast started and we started recording just how you took part in your own self-development and your process of getting to Miss United States between different directors and coaches and, and how you fed yourself that personal development. So two-part question, First of all, are there any other mentors? It's totally okay if you're like, no, I mentioned them all <laughs> um, who have helped you get there. And then also, how did you get there? Like, how did you um, work on your personal development? What are some of the resources that you utilize to be as successful as you are today? Yeah, so, oh gosh, I have way too many mentors <laughs> to even begin to explain. But what people, I think I want to kind of get out there and, you know, share my message as a mentor doesn't have to be, you know, someone that you even know. It could just be someone that you look up to. It could be, you know, an actor or somebody who that you just really admire who they are. And I would say that one of my biggest mentors was my great grandmother and just watching her life and, you know, seven kids working in like a male dominated business after her first husband passed away. And she, I never saw the woman wear any flat shoes. She was always in four inch heels and a skirt and a blouse. So she was always put together, but total definition of what it means to be a classy lady. And I am so fortunate because she taught my mom a lot of those lessons. And so I, I feel like I still have part of her with me through my mom. 
And I think another one of my mentors would be Lisa Turkhurst because I absolutely love her books and I love how transparent she is about her struggles and, you know, just that faith-based concept because my faith is everything to me and I apply it in every aspect of my life. But yeah, mentors as far, gosh, pageant coaches, sports coaches, just all those people that I mentioned, they've touched my life in some way. And I even learned from the bad experiences that I've had and, you know, coming in contact with certain people and I, I try to always turn those negatives into a positive and really be able to get something from it and learn a lesson. I'm really, really big on, you know, meeting different versions of yourself and constantly trying to be a better person and finding your purpose. And I'm sorry, what was the second question? I kind of got a little off track there. <laughs> what are some of the personal development tools and resources that you use to be able to get you to your ultimate success and dream as Miss United States? It would definitely be the experiences and reflecting back on them and all the lessons that I've learned through coaches, specifically towards pageantry. And um, with my platform formulating that, I noticed that I always had a hard time picking just one organization that I wanted to work with. And I really challenged myself and I really had to look deep and, you know, like I said, identify my strengths and weaknesses. And I've had people guide me along the way as far as coaching, but it really just took me to sit down with myself and get to know myself and what I was really passionate doing. And I just love volunteering. I love working in so many different aspects and helping people. I think that I was blessed with the servant's heart and I really wanna utilize that gift specifically as Miss United States. And mentoring, I was actually coaching a lot of young girls and I started my own pageant court, which focused on girls with medical disabilities and handicaps. And that kind of arose because I faced some medical issues growing up and it was really difficult competing in pageants. And I was told by a doctor at 10 years old, I had to stop, you know, doing all my sports. I couldn't dance. I couldn't play basketball. I couldn't play volleyball anymore. And that just absolutely changed my life because that's what I put my identity in. And so I really wanted to have girls that were going through really difficult situations be able to show like you can do pageants you can go out and you can do this as well so and it kind of formulated into me pageant coaching and I was mentoring but I didn't realize I was mentoring so I formulated my platform just more recently in the past few years and is something that it's my baby <laughs> it's something that I'm really going to work hard for and really promote yeah that is so awesome and one of the things that I always tell my girls is that it's leaders are readers. Leaders are people who are self-feeders. So I wanted to ask you, do you think that being a self-starter, being a getting into personal development is something that you just have to be born with? Mm -hmm. Or what is the process of how that kind of was awoken in you? And how did you start becoming kind of taking control of your own destiny where you're like, okay, I do have this disability or I do have this diagnosis of like what somebody's told me, but I'm going to have faith that God has more for me. And how did you start that process of flipping that mindset and saying, no, you know, whatever it takes, I'm going to read, I'm going to listen to a podcast, I'm going to hire somebody, I'm going to find a mentor. Like, how do people flip that mindset and become a feeder, if you will? Yeah, so ultimately I wasn't going to let it define myself and it really starts with making that decision do I want to be stuck feeling like this and you know let all these things that I can't control run my life or am I going to make that decision to 
do something different. And as I had mentioned, you know, at 10 years old, I was told I had to quit everything that I thought was going to be my life. And at 10 years old, that's really, that's really shocking. And you, you just feel like you mourn it because it's, it's something that you put your identity in. But one thing I stuck with was pageantry, even through all that time, because I liked how it made me feel. I had finally found something that ignited that passion in me. And it's so crazy to see how much it's evolved over the years. But I would say that it just takes that ultimate decision to really change. Do you, do I want to keep doing this? And, you know, it is scary to try new things and really branch out there and try and find your strengths and passions and even your weaknesses, because it's hard to get to know yourself. And you're like, do I really want to sometimes? But yeah, definitely making the decision to want to be better, to want to change, to really formulate it. And with faith-based, you know, I knew God had a plan for me. I had that, just that gut feeling like, no, this isn't, no, (laughs) I'm going to work hard. And he put that servant's heart in me and it, it doesn't feel like work to me. It's just so rewarding to be able to help others and find my purpose and really be able to branch out. And it's helped me grow out as, as a person. It's given me a healthy perspective. But, you know, as far as like consuming, I'm, I'm an avid reader. I, I love listening to podcasts. I actually listen to your podcast in my preparation for Miss United States. And it's just what you feed your mind. And I'm really big on like social media and what you're consuming. And, you know, you're in control of that. You're in control of what you follow and what you allow yourself to be exposed to. So it's really, you know, being diligent in what you want to see and what benefits you, but ultimately just make that decision to want to be better, sit down with yourself, get to know yourself, peel back those layers and face the hard stuff because you are in charge of doing that. God has given you that responsibility to get to know yourself. And that's just, that's what I have relied on throughout my life. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that. You know, what's so funny is I feel like a mom sometimes, Tiffany, because I say things to all my girls. And then the second they hear it from somebody else, they're like, I heard this this week. And I'm like, great. I'm so happy for you, you know? And I'm sure you feel that that way too with the kids that you mentor and, and everybody. So I really appreciate you saying that. And you know what? I think it's so cool when when you are willing to face those tough emotions and sit down with the fact that, like really changing your mindset that like God didn't create me for nothing. God didn't create me to be this average person who gave me a desire for something that I could never accomplish. Like I can't hardly say that without crying. It's like, you know, when we get a right revelation of even who the father is and who the Lord is of like, it says he, he gives good gifts to his children. Like he doesn't give you stone when you or a snake, when you ask for bread, you know, and it's really cool when we can adopt that into our passions and into pageantry. And uh, so I really appreciate being open about that. Um, changing the conversation a little bit. I, I think it's amazing and something that rarely anybody does in their life. You've been a two-time national title holder, which is incredible. So I would love to ask you, cause I think people are dying to know, like, why do you think that you won? And what are some of those qualities that since you've kind of been like, I think there's this, like, you've been on the other side, like you've been a national title holder. Like, you know, you talk to the directors, you know what they're looking for, right? There's, there's this ominous, like, what are the judges looking for? And I get asked that all the time. Like they think it's this mystical, magical world of like, you know, like you're in the FBI already, Tiffany. (laughs) And so, yeah. Why do you think that you won and what have you learned 
being in that seat of influence and, and what, what advice could you give to other people of like qualities that they should aspire to have that you really feel like are like winning qualities necessary to achieve some of those dreams? I think one of the traits that I have that has really helped me in my pageant journey is that I'm true to myself no matter what. I don't compromise. I've always been very just driven. And my mom said, ever since you were little, like you were the boss over your brothers, you're just very opinionated. But <laughs> I'm very driven and I know what I want. And I'm never going to compromise what I want just to try and fit a mold. And to answer your question, why I think I won, the only answer I can really come up with is that it was my time. God put me in that reason, you know, that position for a reason. But I think it really helped me that I was always true to myself. And, you know, you always hear pageant coaches say you have to be yourself. And I would hate hearing that, but it's so true because you have to figure out who you are. And that's why it's such a big part of my platform because it's transformed my life and figuring out who I am and really addressing those strengths, passions, weaknesses, things I need to work on. And I was just so true to myself and I told the judges what I thought and I wouldn't try and give them what they wanted to hear because, you know, every other contestant could be doing that. So with every contestant, you have to stay true to yourself. And it's really important to not focus on the competition. And like the week before Miss California, United States, I was so stressed about the other girls and I had never been in that like state of mind before. I've never been like that intimidated. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to change this? And I just stayed off social media that week. And I focused on my preparation. And like I tell all my girls, if you're focusing on another contestant, you're taking time away from yourself and giving it to her. You're giving her your power. And, you know, if you're not meant to win, you're not meant to win, but you can try your hardest and focus on yourself and really tell the judges what you have to offer. And with even any, any state, like any, you know, state pageant, national pageant, whatever, what level, level you're at, you just have to focus on yourself and really remind yourself you're there for a reason and why you chose your platform, you know, what's your why for doing this pageant and really stepping into that and not focusing on everybody else because your competition, it really is yourself, your biggest competition. And Yes, you do need to be aware of what you're up against. I mean, that's realistic, but you have to focus on yourself and not worry about what the other girls are doing. And I went in with that same mindset to Miss United States. And I'm sure some pageant girls, if they hear like, oh, you were off social media a week before the pageant, you know, doing all your last minute things that the judges will see and, you know, that, that whole thing. But yeah, it just, it gave me more confidence because I utilize that extra time to focus on myself and really prep and think about what I wanted the judges to know. So it's definitely focusing on yourself. Yes, you hear it from every pageant coach, but it is true. And whatever way you adapt that to your prep, prep is up to you. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. One thing that I'd like to ask on top of that, we talk a lot about, or I think you hear a lot about telling your stories in interviews specifically. And since we're an interview podcast and we help girls with that all over the world, I'd love to get your take on the importance of storytelling 
becoming a good storyteller. And for those of you guys who are listening, I hope that you can tell that Tiffany is a very great storyteller. If you notice even like the way, like I've been analyzing you even, I can't help it. Uh, But like even the way that you deliver answers, right? For people who are listening, like notice she tells them in stories. Like she lets you into her world. There's vulnerability, there's authenticity, there's humility, yet there's power and confidence at the same time. So what's your take, Tiffany, on like, were you born with that? Same kind of question. Did you develop that? How did you develop that? How did you gain maybe the self-awareness of storytelling? But just your take on storytelling and pageants. I'd love to hear your unique angle. Definitely. I learned it through pageantry and through all my coaches. You know, you do here, you need to tell your story. And there's really so much power in that because nobody else has the same story as you. And I totally believe in telling the judges, you know, a little blip of what, you know, supports your answer. And I always tell my girls, don't memorize your answers word for word, but you have to remind yourself why you're doing it. And why does this, you know, serve this answer? Why does this make sense? And storytelling to me, I'm, I'm very inquisitive. So that's always something like, that's a trait that I've always had. And I like to figure things out. That's just, I'm very curious. I ask the questions. I've never been afraid of asking questions. And that I believe has helped me excel in different areas too. But it's really like tapping into why, why is this important? And telling the judges that, because how are they going to understand what you're saying if you don't have a reason to back it up? And it doesn't need to be like an insanely long story. It's just like I said, like a little blip, like a little little behind the scenes of why does this matter? Why is this important to her? And storytelling makes it all make sense. And like with my degree, you hear a pageant girl wanting to do criminal justice and likes crime podcasts. And, you know, some people are probably like, oh, but, you know, if you look at it, it formulates with my platform. I want to help people. That's the base of everything that I want to do. And it's something that I've learned throughout my years of pageantry and it's formulated my career, my service work. And it's just ultimately kind of brings me back to my purpose. And it serves as a reminder that what I'm doing is important. And I want the judges to know that because I'm excited about it. So why shouldn't they be excited about it? And going back to, you know, I never try to formulate the answers that they want to hear because that's not me it has to be true and authentic to myself. So yeah, definitely storytelling is very important because it helps make your story make sense and it invites people into your world. It helps you be more transparent and you have to be vulnerable in that aspect as well for the judges to get to know you. And especially as a title holder, you only get one year to make that dream a reality. So you have to show them you're ready to do the work. So this is what I've done already. And this is why it makes me prepared to be the national title holder. So that was kind of like a long answer, but ultimately it does help your, your story make sense. And you're the only one with your story. Amen. Yeah. And I think I get the question sometimes, which I'm sure you have too, when people are like, well, what if I don't know my passions or what if I don't know my why, or what if I don't know, you know, ABCDEFG. And I would just encourage people who are listening that's why it's so important for you to just take time to like spend time with your own thoughts, spend time with your own mind, because like whether it's emotion mapping or, you know, whatever you need to do, like chances are you're just living at a level of awareness that needs to go a little bit deeper in general, which 
if you just do that for pageants, it's going to kind of, it's going to feel like striving. But if you do it because you want to grow deeper as a human being and you want, you're like, Hey, I I don't want to live like purposeless. I don't want to live passionless. I don't want to live why less. Then I think it helps to implement that into your daily routine, implement that into your daily quite literally thought life. Um, and that can really be a helpful tool. So for anybody listening who might be in that position, I highly recommend, uh, doing that. Now I want to switch conversation in kind of our last final moments, um, and ask you a little bit more about your career. So you mentioned you're a criminal justice major and how this all connects to your platform. So I would love to just give you a chance to share your dreams and what you envision for your future and, um, and all of that. Cause I think it's so interesting. Um, I actually just cleaned my closet the other day and binge watched like 19 episodes of NCIS. And so when you're talking about forensic science and stuff like that, like I geek out over that too. So I'd love just to, to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so um, I consider myself to be like the modern day Miss Congeniality. I want to just like be Gracie and be, you know, in the United States system. It's so funny how it all panned out. But um, yeah, my ultimate dream is to work for the FBI, specifically as a victim advocate. And that goes back to my servant's heart wanting to help people. And at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we all saw how human trafficking just exploded. And that was just something that you know, is wrong, but I didn't realize like how in depth it was. And through all my research, it just was put on my heart. Like I want to help these people that are going through this. And because it's, there's like no discrimination when it comes to human trafficking, it's males, females, people of all age, all backgrounds. And, you know, being a woman and being in an area where it's prominent, it's, it's scary to go out because you just never know. But the ultimate reason that I wanted to get involved in criminal justice was actually, we had a family friend and it was before I was born, but their daughter, she was brutally murdered at 18 years old. And it's still a cold case today. Nobody knows what happens. And it's just that why aspect to me and how that can happen. And just thinking like, if that was one of my family members, how would I feel? And I just want to help people in any aspect that I can. So I am majoring in criminal justice with an emphasis in crime scene investigation, and I'm getting a minor in psychology. So kind of formulating all my passions into one. And, you know, if, if it never works out with the FBI, I would love to work with kids in some way, specifically like through a juvenile detention center as a mentor. A lot of my papers for my degree are on mentoring in the criminal justice system. So it's really exciting to me to be able to integrate all my passions that I've learned throughout pageantry into my career. So it'll be exciting. But yes, NCIS is amazing. I've seen every episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's really neat. And ultimately, I would just love to help people. There we go. It'd be helpful if I unmuted myself. <laughs> Um, and last question. So I think probably a lot of people, you, you're still only halfway through your reign. Um, mm -hmm. But the, in terms of the future of pageants for you, like, do you want to continue to compete? Is this, was this your ultimate dream? And you're like, okay, now I can go to bed happy. What's next for you in the pageant world? Um, I don't know. And when I won, I was like, okay, I'm done. I've achieved this. But as a pageant girl, when you say you're done, you're never really done. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm only 24. I'll be 25 this year. So I have a couple more years to kind of decide 
where I want to go. And I would, I'm so happy to be part of the United States national pageant system. I know that I can go on, you know, we have our misses, we have our Ms, our Ms. Women. So that's what I really love about the system is that it is so diverse and it provides so many opportunities, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, stranger things have happened and have come <laughs> up, but yes, as a pageant girl, you're never really done. So <laughs> at that point, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, I just want to affirm you for a second. I think you were so incredibly poised, especially for your age. I mean, just beautiful inside and out. I am so grateful that somebody like you is at the helm for the Miss United States program, leading people and loving people. And uh, just from the bottom of my heart, Tiffany, honestly, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you. I know our audience is going to love you. And just just thank you. It's so awesome to meet other truly like powerhouse women and powerful women who love the Lord and are just getting after it and making a difference. And I think when I just love meeting other people that really carry God's heart and you clearly do. And when we carry God's heart, it's impossible to not have like a massive love for people and to have that infiltrate everything that we do. So I just want you to know that I totally see that in you. And I know that you're going to go on to do even greater things if that's possible. And, um, and so just blessings on your journey and I'll be praying for you and always here as a sister, if you ever need anything. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast and uh, I'd love for you just to tell our audience of how they can connect with you and any final thoughts, if you have any advice or wisdom for our fans. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for all of that. That that really means the world to me. It's always so nice to have somebody who supports you, you know, in the same aspect in pageantry. Um, but yeah, if anybody wants to connect with me, they can definitely find me on social media on Instagram at official Miss United States. And you can also contact me by email. It's miss at musnp.com. And you can also find me on Facebook at Miss United States Pageant. And those I'm really active on, you know, being a national queen during a pandemic, you have to kind of rely on social media to get your message out there. So I would love to connect with everyone. And yeah, ultimately, you know, I just want everybody to really stay true to themselves and don't be afraid to get to know yourself. And it's really, really um, a motivating journey to be able to get to know yourself and to really peel back those layers and find your purpose. And it's, it's really inspiring to see people do that. So just stay true to yourself and just enjoy the journey. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Tiffany and all of our listeners. We will see you next week. Bye. Hey guys, Coach Megan here. And again, welcome to season three. I'm so happy to have you here. Please, a couple things I wanted to just say, share this with a friend that you know needs to hear this today. Um, we give out this free information all the time because I'm so passionate about lowering the barriers to entry for women to be successful in pageantry, but also to grow themselves as transformative leaders that know their identity, are great communicators, leaders, and also are initiating and engaging in their calling. So with that, one thing I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of is a brand new program that we beta launched last fall called the Interview Mastery Academy. And there's nothing like it on the market in the pageant industry. And as a competitor and a coach, somebody who's gone through this and been in your shoes several times, I created this because there was a hole in the market. And I am here as a coach and as a person who loves women's empowerment to fill those gaps and see those problems and provide solutions for you guys. And so this is an eight-week course that is not just pageant coaching, although it will transform your communicative ability as well as your leadership. It's also going to transform you as a person. We get down into the nitty gritty about your mindset, your your different personalities, your 
core values, your style, your social media. I teach you how I built a six-figure company online, specifically through Instagram. We go through everything from your platform to your paperwork to on-stage question to the advanced questions framework. We handle everything. It is all-encompassing, you guys. I even have 2,000 practice questions as well as timed mock interviews and a national-level packing list. I have truly put everything on the inside of this academy, and we'd be honored to have you be a part of it. So how you can get involved is at the end of every episode, you guys can DM us on Instagram. You can email us info at powerhousepageantry.com, or the easiest way is just to click the link in the show notes, no matter where you're listening, and we'll send you right on to be able to access either a one-on-one strategy call with me personally, a free 30-minute call, or if you're ready to sign up, you can just tell us and we'll give the information to purchase. It is something that will absolutely, positively transform your entire life, guaranteed, and I've created it as a total replacement for one-on-one coaching so that through the craziness of life and the busyness of your schedule, you can ensure that you have everything necessary to be successful in pageantry, but on your own time and on your own terms. So if you'd like more information, click the link in the show notes or email info at powerhousepageantry.com and a member of our team will make sure that you are taken care of. And with that, I love you guys so much. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you are following us on social media at powerhousepageantry and at Megan underscore Swanson. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.